Welcome back to I Was Hornswoggled, waking up from a narcissist-induced nightmare. This is a back porch episode, and I honestly don't know if it's going to work. I have my three doggos out here. They're clickety-clacketing on the wood. My chickens are not that far away, and I swear, every semi that's on the road is on the road right now. And... I also know the minute I hit record, my little nuggets are going to wake up and be like, what are you doing on the back porch? Why aren't we out there? So it is what it is. It's a podcaster's life. (laughs) In all regards, I could go down into the basement office, but it's so sunny and nice out. And I just wanted to pop in and talk briefly about why narcissists reappear in our lives. And it's something that I've noticed. I, you know, they say a lot of us, you know, humans can see patterns. Our brains are meant to find patterns. And it's normally spoken in like a negative context. Like, oh, correlation does not equal causation. If you see this happen all the time, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, if you touch a burner and you get burned every time, you should go, hey, every time I touch a burner, I get burned every time. It causes a burn, you know? So, I mean, come on. It's, eh, let's not cherry pick truth, okay? (laughs) So, patterns do exist for a reason. And a pattern that I've always found so far with my uh, experience with narcissists or people on the narcissistic spectrum is that you can always tell when their trough has dried up. Their trough meaning their supply, the person they were getting fed off from negatively or positively, it has dried up. That could come into the state of uh, their their latest relationship has um, has fizzled. They have either they have either been um, found out to be a narcissist and kicked out of the relationship or they have squeezed as much life force from the relationship that they are now in in um on the lookout for a new supply and what they'll do is one obviously holidays uh summon them from the dark depths of wherever they are in their life holidays always bring the narcs back it's that oh it's the holidays I want to have that feeling of celebration and I want to reunite and rekindle my old troughs. I got to go make sure they're not happy and thriving and they will come around whether they're an ex-friend, an ex-lover or an estranged family member. They will come around and that's how my mom would um, reappear was around holidays so she could grift her way in with a gift the gift grift and she'd be like but I'm here bringing presents and my poor husband's whose um language of love is objects (laughs) gifts (laughs) and he struggles with his own people pleasing from his own um childhood uh trait he picked up through childhood just wanting to make everyone happy because his life was a little volatile before he uh, left his home and started living with his grandparents on his own because he's just like, yeah, I'm over this. So, you know, but he still struggles with that. And 
um, <laughs> I'm a recovering one. So I don't, I'm trying to help them through. I'm like, dude, I totally know how you feel. <laughs> I've been there, done that. Yeah, no was not in my vocabulary. And I have inserted no into my vocabulary and has been a healthy no is so healthy for a person. And uh, that's a whole other different topic. But these narcissists who decide, I think I'm just going to go knock on this peaceful person's door and reintroduce myself. The weird thing about narcissists when they come around again, it's like they have the narc amnesia. They have literally recreated the event in their mind where you were the evil one, they were the victim. And so they feel like they're almost bestowing you an olive branch by reinserting their, their amazingness into your life. And you should be one very thankful, they feel, uh, that they're even giving you a second or a third or fourth chance. It's almost like they act like they're so amazing that like you should be excited that they have decided to reappear in your life. So that is the first sign is keep an eye out for those holidays. They will tend to do that. Number two, keep an eye out for if they're just looking for a quick, what I call lily pad. They have over, they have overstayed their welcome on their past lily pad, their trough. And now they are wanting to find a quick one to hop onto. They need that supply. They're dwindling. Another sign that I've seen is if you are still in contact with this person on the down low on social media, they will become increasingly active on social media. While they were in their new trough phase on their new lily pad, they will be MIA. You will not see them post. You will not see them react. You will not see them engaging with anyone. But the minute their relationship goes south, the minute they find themselves without a new lily pad or a new trough, they go back to good old social media. Social media is a narcissist's wet dream because they get negative feedback, negative supply and positive supply. And if you know anything about narcissists, they don't care the quality of the supply when it comes to being so thirsty for supply. They will love to fight with someone to get that negative supply so they can leap into the victim pool. But then they also really cherish that positive supply. That's why you find so many selfies. That's why you find so many weird posts from people. You could tell that they're just really thirsty for some attention. They'll take a picture of anything just to get some sort of interaction with. And the sad part is that is why our society does lean towards narcissism just as a whole is with the introduction of social media and the way that these Oh, there is a huge supply. I really hope the background noise remover is a thing because Thursday apparently is a big travel day for every loud vehicle ever created. <laughs> so I apologize. And if I don't, I'm just yakking about something you can't hear. So it is what it is. So what they'd end up doing is social media has been designed to do, to feed a person serotonin uh, boosts regardless if they're narcissistic or not. It's just like, woo, woo, these little woo bursts. These, oh, they liked it. Oh, they hearted it. Oh, oh. Well, what ends up happening to a narcissist is it's a quick feed. It, it floofs up their, their identity because their identity lives outside of them. 
they don't have a self-identity on the inside. Their identity is living on their relationships, the people they were in a relationship with on the outside, whether that be good or bad. And that's why you literally, these, these fights that they get with you, I like to remind people, it literally has nothing to do with you. They don't even see you. They don't even know you. You are not you. You are just another image of them that they have painted their inside out and they're literally looking at you like a walking mirror. When they're mad at you, they're mad at themselves. When they're happy with you, they're happy with themselves. It's like you don't exist. So just don't take it personally, but definitely keep your distance and definitely look to, to see when their warning signs are that they're going to rear their nasty head the holidays, the ending of their troughs. You can see these telltale signs. They'll drive by where you live. They'll stop by the office. They'll go by your locker. They'll maybe go to a place that they know that you go. Uh, they'll go to your church. Uh, they'll go wherever they had their last victory with you as well. Um, so just keep an eye out for them and realize at the end of the day, it still it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with how thirsty they are for an immediate fill up on their supply. And that's negative or positive. Like I literally don't have to worry about hearing about my hearing from my mom right now because you know, she got remarried. She met a guy six weeks in, asked to see if he had a hairy chest. Apparently he lifted his shirt up and said, yeah, I do. Then six weeks later, they got married. That's that. She found her trough. She found her new lily pad. I haven't had to hear a word from her since. Not a word. Nada. No more drive-bys. No more showing up and yelling and screaming at my family before we're heading out to get groceries or to a holiday function. None of it. It's been beautiful, but you wait. If that marriage goes south, she will be coming back around. And that's what they do. So you, it's like you just wish that they keep, keep giving them a supply. You just keep them supplied with more lily pads. <laughs> keep turning them around and directing them outward, out into the world and away from your world. <laughs> that's the best thing you can do. Um, another thing my husband realized was also since I have not had any engagement with my sister, uh, I don't also see my mom anymore. It's She was definitely coming across as a double agent where she would tell my mother what our plans were. And then oddly enough, my mom would just show up right at that time. So my husband was like, this is weird. We haven't had to see your mom at all or your sister since you parted ways with your sister. We haven't had any crazy drop-ins and we, that's all I had was crazy drop-ins when I was talking to my sister still. So even though I wasn't talking to my mom, my sister was acting from what we can line up with the series of events, seems to be acting like a double agent because it would explain why we're, we're getting ready to do a group outing for a holiday and all of a sudden my mother shows up and talks her way into the house and then starts calling us demons <laughs> or on a fourth of july i had invited my sister over one day and all of a sudden my sister's like acting super sketchy and really having like an anxiety attack and i was just couldn't figure out why and then she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> and she's like, you have really nervous energy. I'm like, no, honey, that's you. I'm fine. 
She's like, I just have this feeling mom's going to come over and it's just really stressing me out. And now looking at it, I'm like, you had that feeling that mom was going to come over because you literally probably most likely told her that you were coming here. And now it's freaking you out that she just might show up. And it's because you're a double agent. That's what I wish I would have put two and two together at that time. But no, she kept, she started to argue with me and tell me I was being nervous and I was acting weird. I'm like, dude, I'm literally not afraid of any of this. Not at all. I don't know why you think that I would be nervous of my mom coming over. I've already kicked her out of my house twice. I'm quite secure and confident in my ability not to engage with this woman. You, on the other hand, don't have a backbone and cannot tell the lady to get lost. I don't know what to tell you, but it's not me. And now I look at it, I'm like, huh, she totally was acting sketchy because she knew that she was the one, she was the weak link. You know, she was the, the leak, the leaky one in the relationship. She just couldn't, couldn't stand up to my mom. And she would always use me as, and my family as trading tender. She would buy peace from my mother by giving her little chunk it, you know, little chunks of info. And so now that I have, I put my foot down with how my sister was treating me and I put my foot down with how my mom was treating me, I haven't had to deal with any of them at all, at all. So that has been nice, but it was, it was awful that I had to like go through it for a while. So, but now I know what I know. So I have to put my phone on do not disturb because I just keep getting notifications. So I apologize if it's not the dogs clicky clacking and the chickens crowing and the semis roaring. It's all of a sudden everybody wants to get a hold of me <laughs> while I'm sitting down for 13 minutes. That's all I've been here. So that is what I would have to say is continue to hold your boundaries. Continue to hold people accountable for their actions and know what it looks like when a narc is getting ready to rear their ugly head in your relationship or in your nice peaceful world. You've kicked them out, you've held their boundaries, but they will come back and test those boundaries. And they normally will return with a healthy dose of narcissist amnesia where they have recreated the event that broke it off with you in their mind because that's like a coping mechanism for them. Instead of just apologizing like a normal, healthy person and saying, hey, when we last talked, I was kind of a jack wagon and I'm sorry for that. Can we, you know, can, can we just move on and I'll, and I'll try better and I won't be a jack, whatever. But you will not get a truthful, honest apology from them without some sort of baggage, you know, because they're either going to come in with that narc amnesia where you were in the bad guy they were the innocent one you're the reason why they're miserable and all that but you know that it's just it's textbook it happens all the time and you will be so thrown off this is the downside of narc amnesia they will come and try to resell you an event that you have fully down in your mind you know exactly how it happened. Well, they will regurgitate the event, but it's totally backwards and it's in their favor. And um, you might be able to go, no, I totally could have done this different or done that different, but the narcissist will not go. They they will not apologize. They will push the blame. If they, they're not gonna take the blame on themselves, they'll push it either onto you or some other random person out on the edge of the story. And, but they will not take, 
full blame. The only time I've ever seen in my own experience, a narcissist definitely say, I'm sorry, it'll never happen again. It's when they're at the bottom of their barrel and they literally have no lily pads to hop to and you're the last remaining semblance of a trough or a supply for them. They will tell you whatever they can tell you to get back in your good graces so they could sink their teeth back into you. But that's normally at their bottom of their barrel. Like you are the last resort for them. They will crawl back for a period of time, sink their teeth into you, feed off from you, get stronger, and then turn right around and start being a jerk back to you again. So that is why that cycle stays there. Just think about them at, oh, now a plane. Now there's a plane. Yay. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> it's a plane. It's some eyes. It's chickens and dogs. Um, yeah. So there we are. Just keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for the narcissists that are looking for new supply and make sure that you feel okay with saying no. No, don't answer the door. You don't have to answer the phone. You don't have to answer the door. You don't have to be friends with them on social media. Shut these doors and lock them. You don't have to hate them. You can still pray for them if you're the praying type. You can still hope that they have a turnaround and that their life is good, but you don't have to be that person that has to go without so they can go with. You know what I mean? We live in a world where so many people want to shove your head underwater so they can breathe without realizing that we all can breathe. We, it's not, doesn't have to be an oxygen competition. Everyone has a right to breathe. Everyone has a right to be happy. Everyone has a right to be safe. Everyone has a right to grow. And as a narcissist, they will try to shove everybody under the water so they can have it all. And you have to feel okay with saying, nope, not anymore. So I hope you're doing well. I will yak at you later before something else, a tank rolls down my road. All right. <laughs> Take care. This has been Harena. You have been listening to, I was hornswoggled, waking up from a narcissist induced nightmare. And it has been August 3rd. I think it's the third. Oh, well, we'll pretend it is. Bye.